Learning to trust again after having your heart broken is something that many women struggle with. It doesn't matter if the heartbreak took place in your relationship or your marriage, two weeks, two years, or 10 years ago. It can be a tough thing to get over simply. Join me in this special Valentine's Day episode where I share my journey from giving up on love after an abusive marriage to being married to a man that is perfectly imperfect for me. I will also share the same tools I have used personally and with my clients that you can use to help you heal and identify the partner that is perfectly imperfect for you. See you on the inside. Welcome to the Happy Executive Woman's Podcast, where women just like you learn how to navigate your work, home, and love lives with confidence and calm, all while being in command of your emotions. Here's your host, Coach Anita Charlo. Have you taken my free video training, Can He Handle Your Grind? Girl, what are you waiting for? It is not just for single women. It is also for women who are already in a relationship or married. Head on over to the show notes to access the training. Once inside, you will understand why you can't seem to attract the right one or how you woke up one day and realized you married the wrong one and what you can do about it. Be sure to bookmark the page once you get to the video training so that you can go back to it whenever you want. Hey there, beautiful. If you've ever suffered a broken heart, then you understand the pain and fear that goes along with opening your heart to love again. I, like you, am no different. If you've been following the podcast for a while or you have read my book, The Five Phases of Dating, The Grown-Ass Woman's Guide to Attracting and Maintaining Authentic Relationships, then you know my dating history. And if this is your first introduction to me, welcome and grab a drink of your choice as I take you on a trip down memory lane. From the start of my dating life, I was proud to repeat the phrase, when I love, I love hard. I would fall on the sword far too many times to prove my love, hoping that I would get the same in return. Well, it didn't happen that way. I lived decades of my life putting the other person's needs before mine, being a chameleon when it came to what I wanted and needed. I would have an idea, then quickly change my mind if it appeared that the other person would not give it to me. I won't go as far as to say I was a doormat, but it was just easier to go with the flow since it followed the image that I had of myself as a person that loves hard. Even when presented with dating prospects that didn't require as much attention from me, I would find something wrong with them and stop dating them. In my mind, I needed you to need me. I was an expert at putting others before me, including my children. So to require me to be something other than the doting girlfriend that would fall on a sword for you meant that I would have to be in touch with what I really wanted. And that would require too much work. So I continued to exist in relationships, dating situations, testing theories, hypotheses, and doing my research as a dating and relationship coach. Since I wasn't getting what I wanted, I decided to stop wanting it. And I began to accept that receiving love wasn't for me and that I was destined to help others to achieve it. Even as I say these words, it sounds crazy to me. From where I was in my relationships to where I am now are miles away from each other. The woman I am today that has intentionally stepped on all of the landmines that were in my heart to grow through them 
looks back at the years that I spent wandering in the wilderness, and I'm so grateful. Reliving these moments was hard as hell, but they were necessary. I'm not sure if I've shared this publicly before, but I'd like to share with you a dream that I had after falling asleep during meditation. If you're open to being in the moment with me and are sitting or lying down, not driving, of course, close your eyes and picture in your mind what I'm about to share with you. This is something extremely personal. So I hope by me sharing this with you, you can really put yourself in my place in that moment when this was when this was happening, because it was definitely a life-changing experience. So picture this. I was standing in the middle of my own heart. In front of me was another version of me. She was in all white linen gown. Uh, she had beautiful goddess locks. But the amount of love radiating from her filled me with so much peace. I mean, I'm standing in the middle of my heart, right? So <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? What is this? But she reached out to take my hand. And then the space we were, we were in started to take form. It was as though the room began to materialize. And when it did, we were standing in the middle of a circle of doors. I knew our purpose. And without any verbal communication or conversation, like telepathically almost, she assured me that what I was about to witness would not be easy but that she would be there with me along the way. She shared that behind each door was a relationship that I needed to revisit so that I could see the truth about it. And that once I learned the truth, I may have to sit with that truth for a while because it would not be pretty. She reminded me that since I continued to ask the whys of it all, it was time that she helped me get the answers that I was seeking. The fact that the path of being a dating and relationship coach chose me, I thought it was important that I was able to face my truth so that I could help you face yours as well. Once I gave the nod that I understood, I took a deep breath as she patiently waited, and then she walked me over to the first door. Behind that door, I was presented with a replay of the painful situations. Just think about, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. Um, but I knew I could see everything with the, and I knew the purpose, which was for me to understand the why, not just from my standpoint, but from the other person's standpoint as well. You know, a lot of times we sit and we wait for, we want that apology. We want that person to tell us why they did something. We want them to, to bear their soul and to apologize and to you know, be so self-aware that they can help us understand why our pain is so great, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. And I was so grateful for her taking the time to walk me through each one of my relationships because as each door opened, I saw where I lost myself how I had been given plenty of opportunities to honor my spirit in relationships with others and how I chose not to. I saw the deeply rooted pain, the reasons, the generational trauma that led to my actions and the other person's. This went on for about 10 to 15 doors. When our journey was over and we closed the last door, I was exhausted. I saw myself and the other person behind each door through the eyes of love and compassion. And I couldn't do anything but cry. 
I cried out of embarrassment at seeing how I had given my power away and then blamed the other person. I cried for the other person's pain, which led to my physical and emotional abuse. I saw firsthand how hurt people hurt people. And it was so painful, so painful to watch. She, me, dressed in white, held me while I cried. I felt nothing but love in her arms. Her love for me healed the deepest, darkest pain from those memories. And with each tear, I felt a little lighter. I felt more compassion for the individuals behind the doors. They were friends, family, and exes. I could never have done that on my own. There was no concept of time in that space, only love. Love helped me understand myself. Love helped me understand others to a level that most people I had encountered could not. And it is the same love that helps me read the spirits of the clients that I encounter now. It's love that allows me to see the truth of what my clients are struggling with. It's as though my time with her opened up something in me. After our time together, I began to look at what I really wanted and didn't want. I identified what I needed to work on to start to call into my life the relationship experiences that were more in alignment with what my spirit needed. Once I woke up the following day, my pillow was soaked. My nose had been running. The pillow was a mess. I realized that the time I spent crying while opening those doors in my heart and then while being held, I was actually crying in my sleep. Was it only a dream? Well, it felt real while I was looking into each door and that feeling stayed with me as I began to heal my heart using specific tools to help me grow through these experiences so that I can help you do the same. Sometimes just praying about it is not enough. For the intellectual woman, the woman on purpose, we often need to do something to keep our hands and minds busy. So there were two ways I approached preparing to call the love that my spirit needed into my life. The first one helped me disconnect from the memories of my past relationships to make room to call in someone new. And the second allowed me to identify the spirit of the person that would be a complement to my life and not a complication. And I've put these tools into courses for you. The first course, Five Ways to Spiritually and Emotionally Disconnect from Your Ex, is a collection of five exercises that will allow you to connect with your memories on a deeper level so that you can finally let go. The idea is to read through the entire course to determine which exercise resonates with you. And once you find the activity that speaks to you, start there. If you wanna to continue to work through all five, feel free to do so. But keep working on the exercises until you feel ready to move on. The second course is named, Can He Handle Your Grind? You may have heard me talk about this one before. This is a video course in which I walk you through a series of thought-provoking questions and visualizations that will help you identify what you really want in a relationship, allow you to see why your past relationships didn't work, and give you the tools that you can use to begin to start attracting better relationships into your life. It took time and several practice relationships to finally get it right, but I'm proud to say that after I took that time to heal my heart, and get clear on what I really wanted, what my spirit needed, I attracted my loving husband. Practicing what I preach and continuously striving to remain open to love without losing myself led me to marry the perfectly imperfect man for me.
I'm not going to tell you that it was easy because it wasn't, but it was so worth it. And if you need support in this area, I'm here to help. Just send me an email through my website contact page. And to learn more about the courses mentioned during the episode, you can head on over to the show notes at anitasharlow.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, dare to be happy in business and in love. As an executive woman, giving ourselves permission to ask for what we want is so important. And since I like to practice what I preach, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening from and leave a review and a rating, I would really appreciate it. It helps so much. And if you know of another amazing woman that could benefit from these topics, please be sure to forward this podcast to her. Until next time.